Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. 105 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer joining you live from Rogers Place. Uh, Oilers General Manager Ken Holland will talk in about 10 minutes. This is our Oilers Now. Uh, NHL trade deadline day coverage presented by Pub1905 with 75 cent wings and $7 Canadian and Coors Light every game day. Head to Pub1905 on Jasper Avenue. Quickly, we go into our Oilers Now game day trivia presented by Pro-Am Sports located in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and online at proamsports.ca. Which player led the 14-15 Kelowna Rockets in scoring during the regular season? A former first-rounder of the Arizona Coyotes. He was a teammate of Josh Morrissey and Leon Dreisettle. Correct answer back in the 630 Gen Studios. Brendan Escott, what do you got? It was Nick Merkley of the Kelowna Rockets, and Xavier knew that one first. Congrats, Xavier. Nicely done. You win a $50 GC. Orders now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. We'll tell you, guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite uh, teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in now and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. As we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. And welcome back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling with a quick rip. Uh, John Shannon and John, uh, we're going to catch up with Ken Holland in the presser in about eight minutes. One of the uh, developing stories here is that James Van Riemsdyk, considered by many to be maybe the top player left today he has not been dealt what's going on well i think there's going to be it need to be a forensic audit between the flyers and the red wings uh, uh, bob uh, obviously everybody who uh, was, thought they were on the inside of this one predicting that van reemsdijk was going to the red wings who were a late arrival to the bidding process between um what was supposed to happen with Vegas or with Seattle, and then it fell apart. So I, I literally don't know what happens. I don't know what happens, but you know as well as I do, the most secretive person in hockey is Steve Eiserman, and so we may never know what happens. I, I thought it was Lou Lamarillo. Is it a tie? Uh, I think Steve's inherited the mantle. Has he? I, I really do it because at least at least Lou does press conferences and will do interviews. Stevie doesn't even do many of those. No, he does not. I, and what's interesting, Detroit dumped Jakob Vrana's contract to St. Louis, eating half of that today, and then they traded Oscar Sundquist out. And you're thinking to yourself, well, they've cleared about four million bucks in cap space. Clearly, they can take on another player. And they didn't get one. Uh, now, for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, their work was done early, which I think a lot of us like. Uh, you know, I always get a little bit concerned. I think back to the great work Kevin Lowe did in the 2006 uh, run. Uh, you know, the Dwayne Rollison trade, and then he added uh, Yaroslav Spashik and Dick Tarnstrom and uh, oh, what was his name? Somebody will text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. The guy that played in Boston. The, oh, Sergei Samsonov as well. Right. Kevin had an unbelievable go at that time. Uh, the orders got their work done early, John, and now that you've had a couple days or a day to, to think about it on the additions of how maybe 
Matias Sackcomb, a 21-minute game defenseman, left shot DPK, and Nick Bukestad, who led Arizona in penalty killing minutes for forwards, how they changed the complexion, the makeup of what the Oilers have. Well, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding with, with Ekholm. I think we've seen it. I think we'll see it get better. I think that his leadership abilities will improve the room. Uh, I think if you look, everybody's talking about Timo Meyer being the most notable trade play, or player traded uh, through this whole month. I would tell you that I think the most influential one might be Matthias Ekholm. Uh, I, I think that's that's the difference he will make for the Edmonton Oilers. As far as Bukestad, when you consider that the Oilers penalty kill, I think it's, it's 19th right now. Bob, is that right? Correct. I think it's, uh, you know, if, if, if Bukestad's talents, particularly in the face-off circle, particularly on the penalty kill, can get them to 10 or 12, then that was well, certainly worth the price. Yeah, it's 25th this year. It's eight, uh, 19th under Jay Woodcroft since okay. uh, since uh, February 10th of last year. And Jay's got the highest-scoring team in the league since taking over. The number one power play, a top-10 five-on-five team. Over the last 12 games, a top-three team expected goals for. There's one area of weakness, and it's been penalty killing. And the Oilers have added Vincent DeHarnay and now Matthias Ekholm, yeah. along with Nick Bukestad. I think it totally changes the the makeup and complexion, John, of what they can do I, in the I do, and I think I think that that's the one aspect that if you looked at uh, at at the personality of this hockey club, that was the one place where you knew that they needed to improve, and they they've identified that. And then you're going to get, and I I'm not trying to uh, make fun of Ken, but you're going to hear today at the deadline that you know the return of Evander Kane in ten days will be as as good as any trade that they could have made. 100%. And, he, and he's not wrong. He's, and, he's not wrong with that. So all, all of a sudden, the domino effect of Ekholm on the blue line, Bukestad in the number four position, um, and then Kane's return uh, puts this team in pretty good stead. We do have a late trade, Pierre Lebrun uh, of TSN, and the Athletic reporting John Klingberg has been uh, traded to the Minnesota Wild. Mm, that's an interesting location. The Ducks got the deal done. The Edmonton Oilers, by the way, have loaned to Bakersfield Devin Shore and Philip Robert. This does not mean there's a trade coming. They have been subsequently recalled. Uh, you need to get your clear day roster in for the American Hockey League. Right. This preserves the eligibility of both Shore and Broberg to play down uh, with the Bakersfield Condors. Of course, Edmonton can recall at any time. Uh, Dylan Holloway is currently out. He's skating in Edmonton, rehabbing, but he's on the Condors roster at this time. John, it's this simple. Have the Edmonton Oilers, in your opinion, upgraded their team for the stretch run, and are they a little a legitimate contender uh, to be in the mix to win the Western Conference and potentially be a Stanley Cup uh, final uh, candidate? Well, I think that they're back in at least to where they were last year, so that puts them in the Western Conference final, Bob. Um, the, the questions for me are going to be, did Dallas do enough? I don't think they did. So that that's the one other team to consider, and we all know how good Colorado's yes. playing right now. So those are the two teams I thought needed to do something. Lars Eller going to Denver is going to help them. They're going to have injured players coming back better than a trade. 
to quote general managers. Uh, and so I, I, I would not be surprised to see a Colorado Edmonton Western Conference final again, and perhaps with a different result. Well, I hope that's the case on both fronts, and I think that, uh, you know, the Oilers' defense is deeper. I think the DeHarnay component, Ekholm, it's it's deeper and it's different. Now, that said, Colorado can really skate, John, and that is a uh, contributing edge. Any team out east, because uh, we got about a minute and a half here before we're going to try to uh, coordinate things with uh, Reed Wilkins downstairs to get the Ken Holland press conference going. Anything catch your eye in the Eastern Conference? Which teams did you think did the best? Well, I think the Boston Bruins did better than anybody. When you think that uh, Don Sweeney was able to load up and load up and continue to load up and yet not affect the core and then get the feel-good story of getting David Pasternak under contract for another eight years at the same time, uh, I think Boston is just, uh, uh, you know, is, is going to cruise. And, and in the end, in the end, everybody that tried to do and have the arms race to co- compete against Boston will end up being frustrated. And the one team in the East that didn't do enough, in my mind, Carolina. All right, we're just uh, about 30 seconds away. John, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Okay, Bob, have a great day. You bet. And again, we'll momentarily catch up with with, uh, Edmonton Oilers General Manager, uh, Ken Holland, who is downstairs awaiting immediate availability. Obviously, the Edmonton Oilers are done. They had zero cap space left. I, I talked to a couple guys that follow the, the cap front, and they're like, hey, and they maxed it, man. They went as far as they could. I like that they got some work done early. I'd like to know what you think. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This was not a big final day. A lot of the big moves happened well in advance. Uh, we're seeing a lot. Wow. Now, what are the chances? Frank Cervalli is reporting that the Calgary Flames have gotten Nick Ritchie and Troy Stetcher in a deal for Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie. That's right. Ritchie for Ritchie. All right. Ken Holland, the downstairs, uh, his media availability. Um. I guess we'll just let you start out. When you went into this thing, let's say 10 days ago, into this deadline, and here we sit with the deadline over, uh, how close did you come to accomplishing everything that you hoped you would accomplish? Uh, I I think pretty close. Obviously, getting a defenseman was uh, a priority. Um, You know, obviously, we're excited to get um, Matthias. he gives us a size of dimension, experience. I think he's going to be really good, um, not, not only for what he's going to bring to our team. I think he's going to be a good role model and a mentor for our young defensemen there, Bouchard and DeHarnay and uh, um, Broberg. Um, and then obviously yesterday went out and did a deal. We wanted to get a little deeper up front. Our, our team, is, uh, our scouts have sat on uh, Arizona a lot over the last um, uh, month because obviously they had a some players that uh, they were looking to move and uh, our, our, our people really liked uh, Nick Bukestad. So, you know, he shoots right. He can he can take some face-offs, does penalty kills. So, you know, obviously uh, Bukestad can penalty kill. Uh, Ekholm can penalty kill. They're both, they're both give us some size. I think they, I think we're deeper. You, uh, looking at your lineup, you go into a, hopefully for you, a long playoff run, counting a lot on a young guy in Bouchard and probably counting a lot on a guy who's played like 17 games in DeHarnay. Uh, any concerns about that? I don't know, but 
you know, it, you're always, you never know, you never know. I, you know, Bush played last year in the playoffs, obviously. Um, our second pair defense, really, for all three rounds, I think, was, was a Duncan Bush. Um, so it's not like this is this is Bush's first playoff run. Um, you know he's he, he was in. Uh, we, we played last year against LA. We played against Calgary. Played against uh, he played against Colorado. Um, he's got a good veteran partner there. Obviously the other night he was with Ekholm. Not sure if he's going to do that the entire uh, rest of the run. But certainly I think right now that's what that's what it looks like. So uh, you know Deharnay's 25 years old. It's not like he's 21 or 22. Um, and you know Broby's a you know, 21 year old. So at some point in time, you're going to have to play some playoff series or playoff games. I mean, or else we can hold them out. You know, you can't hold them out to the 25, 26, 27, 28. They got to play. So uh, they've done a good job for us. I think over the last, uh, since Christmas time, when Broberg came up, Dayarnay came up, um, I think they've really positively impacted our team. You know, we add, uh, um, add Ekholm. I, I, I feel good about our, uh, our back end. Obviously, you get into the playoffs and, you know, part of going on a playoff run, obviously, is probably getting some good luck with uh, with injuries. If you start to get decimated, I don't care who you are, it's going to affect your ability to win. So uh, um, we're in a cap world. I thought we did whatever we could do. Obviously, we cut uh, um, Bukestad in half. He's on our roster at 450k. So I, I think I think we got like a thousand bucks left. Ken, just as a follow-up to Mark's question um, about. Harney and I guess even Philip Roberg, they're both very young guys, rookies. What gives what have you seen from them to give you the confidence that they can do the job at this point in their careers? I mean, and I've, I've watched, I mean, you've watched them. I mean, they play regular. What have you seen that's kind of. That you like? Well, what do I see? I mean, I, they, they play regular. Um, Obviously, Day gives he's six foot seven. If you look at our defense, he's six foot seven. Broberg's six three. Um, Ekholm six four. Nurse has is, is, is got length. You know, we have we, we're, 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 we've got a group of seven defensemen. I don't. I think six foot two is the smallest guy on the on our defense. So uh, I, I like the size of our defense. Um, I like Broberg. That he's six foot three, and that he's got he's got he's got mobility. Um, he can gap up. Um, Deharnay obviously can pe kill penalties, um, block shots. Uh, he can make uh, he can make the you know the 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 ten foot pass to get you transitioned and get you going. Um, you know I like that Deharnay's 25 years old and he's not 21 years old and certainly uh, Broby's a younger guy but he was a high pick in the in the, in the draft and I think that you know he's spent two years playing in the Swedish Elite League he spent a year in the American Hockey League you know he's kind of been up and down so at some point in time you know to Mark's question you got to. You got to give people some oppor an opportunity. I think to this point in time, they've 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 earned it. Um, and then there's the cap. And obviously, if you try to replace them, you know you get their money to replace them. So it's not like you can replace a guy that makes 800. I think Vinny's. You know, I run it in a cap world, so I got I got it's a puzzle for me. You know, it's I don't look at one individual piece. So if, you know, if you the, not only that they contribute, but obviously they contribute at a um, a low cap number, which kind of lets you do things elsewhere. Uh, I'm curious about the timeline of, of Matthias Ekholm because he just signed that contract, uh, this first year of his contract in Nashville. It looked like Nashville going to this year had high hopes. When did he become a realistic target for you, and what uh, you know subsequently kind of made him appealing to you? Uh, when did he become a realistic target? When, when did you think he kind of became like a realistic target that you? Well, I think when they started to fall out of it. Um, 
you know, I, th I talked to David Poyle last, we were in Columbus or uh, Pittsburgh sometime last week, and he just, he said that, um, you know, that they were, you know, with where they were in the standings, that that, 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 that comb could be available, and um, so over the course of probably a week, it we, we pieced it together. Obviously, in Ekholm, you get a guy that defends in a way that you like. Uh, but the decision to move on from Tyson Berry, maybe just take us through the thought process. Obviously, he touches a lot of different parts of the game and was important in the room. So I can imagine there was some some thought that went into to making a move like that with him. Uh, cap related. You know, I think I'd said dollar in, dollar out. I mean, it, it, you know, obviously, as, as you look here today, um, you know, Jesse makes $3 million, Tyson makes $4.5 million, They're, that's $7.5 million. Well, we brought in um, Ekholm at six because we, we got we got a 4% reduction at six. But, you know, when we were at running a 20-man roster, I wanted to get to a 21 or a 22-man two, roster. Well, every roster spot is 750 to 850, day RNA 750. So um, ultimately, it was we're bringing in a defenseman. Um, uh, if, if I didn't, if, if I kept, if we hung on to um, Tyson, then I would have started to have to move out expensive, you know, forwards. Um, obviously, Bouchard's here. Uh, you know, he's, I watched him a lot when he was in junior, uh, you know, his draft year. We were, I was in Detroit. We were, excuse me, watching him for the draft. I mean, I've, so I've watched Evan since he's been 18 years of age. Um... I just think at some point, again, I'm back to at some point in time in a cap world, everyone's got to play their, their, their they, they've got to, you earn it. I mean, he's, he's been here, he's, he's been around the team in the, in the pandemic year, Bush was uh, around the team. He, I think he only played 10, 11 games out of the 56, but he was around the team. And then last year, obviously he was here second half of the year. He got paired up with uh, um, Duncan Keith was our second pair. And again, it's, it's all cap related. I mean, everything we do is cap related. Uh, so it was tough to let Tyson go. He did a fabulous job for us. Um, we've got a, the number one power play in the in the in the in the National Hockey League. Obviously, he's a big part of it at the top, um, moving the puck. He's very popular in the locker room. But in order to get, you have to you have to move. You pushed into three rounds of the playoffs and came up against the eventual Stanley Cup champions. When you look at the group that you have assembled right now, if you guys find yourselves back deep into that final four, how confident are you in, in the group that you have together now and, and maybe even the experience they got last year helping you potentially push through? Well, I mean, obviously going to the Stanley Cup final, final four last year, you, you know, we've been through it. So I think you know, my experience is that you, the management, the coaching staff, the players, you you got to be in there multiple times, and you 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 get an understanding of what you need to do, um, both in my position and, and for Woody and for the players, on to be prepared to try to go on a playoff run. So I'm hoping that the experience last year is going to be very very beneficial to uh, to our guys. We're we're a year older. Um, some of the people that are a year older, you know, are are, are they're young people, and we we just talked about Bush. I think but Bush is 23 so you know they're not 19 they're you know the core of the team is probably for the most part in the prime of their career um, so 
what gives me that you know obviously you know that you look at the you know we got an idea you make the playoffs you know who you're playing you've played against these teams all year and you got to you go to the playoffs you got to do it all over again Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, that is Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Owen, Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I think if anybody knows hockey, it's Ken Holland. He's going for a cup this year, and he's not skipping any steps, and he's spending every dime they had to do so. But David and Drysaddle need and want to win a cup this year or next if Oilers fans expect to sign them for another contract. Not everybody agrees, Bob. Look at the bottom six lineup tonight and tell me that's enough. That text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. A different perspective out of an Edmonton exchange. I like what Ken Holland has done considering the cap situation. I think he did a phenomenal job. Now we'll wait and see. Fingers crossed. Dan and Devin says, pathetic work by Holland. Cody Ceci's our top bearing right D on this all-in team. Cody Ceci, by the way, is uh, plus nine on the season and playing 20 minutes a game. Third most amongst the Oilers defensemen. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 126 in Edmonton. Coverage of our NHL trade deadline day coverage is presented by Pub 1905. Uh, we will tell you. We're going to go to the Oilers now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown. Proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. Evander Kane, uh, not available for tonight's game out with an upper body issue, as is Ryan Murray, both on LTIR. Dylan Holloway is in Edmonton. He is back skating. Cars class less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ford in Wetaskiwin, well known for their top shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. Reach out to Uncle Bill, Rich Johnny. Let the team at Brent Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Brent Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. George Laroque coming up at 135, but not before we go to a global news weather traffic update Randy Kilburn.